Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of When I Grow Up.、Um, today we actually have a very special guest, and she is my best friend.、Uh, her name is Blair Kim. She also happens to be my wife. Hey Blair, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> hey honey, thank you for that awesome intro. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's really good. You have it memorized. Yep, listen to it every week. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys,、um, I just wanted to do something a little bit different for this week's episode.、Um, we made it through 30 weeks and 30 episodes, 30 interviews, 30 amazing stories about people's lives.、Um, and honey, I just like, I honestly I can't believe it. Why? I don't know. I just, well, one, it went by really fast. It did. This year went by really fast. 2020 has been a year for sure. Yes, it was very fast. And two, I don't, I just, I'm surprised that I found people that were willing to talk to me.、Mm, yeah. um, and not just talk to me, but really share like vulnerable things about their lives. Right. And I just am so, so thankful to every person that's been a part of this. Yeah, like, Passion project of mine, really.、Mm-hmm. Um, something that I've really grown to,、uh, yes, be passionate about and really enjoy. I look forward to meeting with people, even though it's like late at night, which another thing is like I'm super appreciative of all the people that have adjusted、mm-hmm. their schedules、yeah. to meet with me.、Um, and then even like people are, that are listening,、mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't be like shocked. That there are people listening. Yeah, but at the same time, like kind of,、yeah. you know, and you guys, I just want to take the time to say thank you, thank you, thank you for、um, listening to the episodes. And a lot of you have actually reached out to me personally、um, to encourage me to keep going because. Uh, from what you're telling me, they are helping. You know, they're helping you、uh, be motivated and encouraged. And、um, some people, it's even helping them make life decisions, which is so amazing. Beyond, I mean, it is exactly what I wanted to see happen,、right. but I didn't think it would happen this quickly. So,、um, you guys have been so supportive. I love my community of people, our、mm. friends.、Um, so, thank you for that. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. 30, 30 uh, weeks. Yes,、right? 30 weeks. That's crazy、yeah. to say. It's more than half a year. That's a long time. Yeah. Very consistent. You、Good、know,、job. it kind of sounds like we're ending the series, but we're, we're not. not. We're not ending it. <laughs> I just wanted to take a moment because I feel like I haven't really thanked people for,、mm. for the, their support. Yeah. And it'd be, we thought it'd be fun to do a little break from our regular,、um, what do you call it? Format, I, I guess, guess、yeah. for Christmas. And Merry Christmas, everybody.、Yeah. Merry Christmas. It'll be this week. And yeah, we'll just be、um, talking about the past 30 weeks, how this year has been for us, for Blair, and for、um, us as a family, and、um, everything from just life in general, and even how the podcast has. Affected and changed our lives. And、um, yeah, I guess Blair is here to share what it's like to be a podcaster,、mm. you know, her day to day, what she does. And,、uh, you know, I guess, yeah. I mean, I kind of shared a little bit in the first episode, I feel like,、mm-hmm. but it's different now because now I'm 30 weeks deep. Right. As、so、a tell podcaster. Me Blair,、um, <laughs> What does a podcaster do? <laughs> Nothing different than no, no.、Um, I mean, like,、uh, I don't know how other podcasters do it,、mm-hmm. but I will say.、Uh, actually, this question started as a joke, but actually, we've, we've had some people ask us about how to start、mm-hmm. a podcast. And so I guess it would be a good,、um, a good way to kind of. Just talk about it, I guess. Sure. I don't know if advice is the right word, but just talk about it. And then if they have more questions, they can, you know. Yes, absolutely.、Um, just for your information,、um, anyone can start a podcast. Yep. 
if I can do it, anybody can. And, you know, I will even go as far as to say, like, 2020 really has been a year of, like, a lot of people have been jokingly saying this, but, like, the year of the podcaster. Mm. Because, like, I think a lot of people have been meaning to start creative things in their lives. Mm -hmm. But 2020 has provided opportunity and time to do things that they've always, like, kind of wanted to do but never felt like committed enough to do it but now because there's been so much time on people's hands i feel like there's been a creative outlet or opening for people to start doing the things that are outside of their obligated time right um which has been so great yeah it has i've like we've been seeing a lot of our friends do Mm -hmm. new things and try different things and it's been awesome to see just uh amount of creativity that's out there mm-hmm. that has been that was untapped before right and now people are kind of putting it out there and yeah. working on it so it's been great to see all that yeah absolutely i mean but going back to your question honey mm-hmm. about starting a podcast mm-hmm. i think for me right it was just um i honestly i just had to start and for mm-hmm. me, it started with finding guests. Right. So I have no formula and I have no like formal training in podcasting. And there are actually a lot of like tutorials and a oh, lot really? of like, yeah, like workshops on like, I maybe I should take one actually, <laughs> but uh, on how to start a podcast. I, I know they're super informative, I'm sure. But for me, it was just as, as easy as, or I wouldn't even say as easy. Taking the initiative to find guests that would come on and like kind of lining them up because mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel rushed. Right. Like, especially with our lifestyle, um, just being a stay at home mom, too. Um, I just didn't want to feel uh, in a hurry to find guests for the next week, right. you know, each week. And mm-hmm. then um, David's been editing all of the episodes, too, which, thank you, honey. It, definitely wouldn't be possible without you it's true and yeah it is totally (laughs) true and i and actually it's probably podcasting is maybe not as easy as i say that it is because i actually don't do any of the technical work honestly it's it's really easy it's just i feel like just because of our personality it's Uh just why it takes this much work oh yeah yeah i mean i mean like you talk about it in your what do you call it um in your ad at the beginning. Like, Anchor is really easy to use. You can just record straight to your phone. You don't even need any equipment. You can just record straight to your phone. That's true. And you can, if you need to edit anything, you can edit straight from the app. Mm. You can add music with the app. You can do whatever. Everything is there. Oh, man. Another ad for you guys. You're welcome. But um, <laughs> it really is really Sponsored. easy. Sponsored. Yeah, it's, it's really easy. Um, you guys can just... It really is as simple as just starting. Mm-hmm. And... If you go through the app, it'll you can just record and it's really simple. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you just start. If you want to start a podcast, download the Anchor app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um that that is a good tip though. Like for you to have uh content ahead of time. I mean, obviously not everyone's gonna have guests, right? But if they're gonna do content on their own or whatever. Just having a couple ahead of time before you launch it Mm -hmm. so that you don't stress about the next week's episode and you have some leeway. Even if you miss a week or two, um, you're not stressing about it, you know, Um, because I feel like that would be a really big stressor. Yeah, I mean, like, I think scheduling like a content calendar, you know, is really Mm. something that would be helpful. Um, And I also feel like... Um, like, oh, deciding how often your podcast right. will be released. That was kind of something we went back and forth on in the very beginning, the start of when I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to do it weekly, bi-weekly? Um, but David and I felt confident, I think, enough to... Uh, I think, and I think also David wanted to challenge me as well as a, as a new podcaster to uh, produce pro- a product or every week, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was good. I mm-hmm. think it was good that I did that. Yeah, it's great. So there's, not, I mean, I guess there's not much to talk about what you do because it's just 
you just schedule a meeting mm-hmm. and then you open Zoom mm-hmm. on that specific date mm-hmm. and you just talk. That's true. I mean, so I do some prep work. Right. You know, um, contacting my guests. And mm-hmm. then I usually will send them some sort of outline mm-hmm. of questions. And I, if you listen to the podcast reg- regularly, you'll, you can kind of, I feel like you can kind of tell like the outline I mm-hmm. go through. Um, but uh, I obviously don't stick to it. But it's just so the guests feel more comfortable before they Mm -hmm. come on to prepare a little bit in their mind what they're going to talk about or what what I'm even going to ask them about. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and so then and even during the interview itself, I feel like it's really helpful for me to have a mental picture of where I'm going, like which direction I'm going in. Um, Yeah, and actually, you know, if you guys have any feedback about that, like what questions you want to hear more of, please, please tell us, like help me out. And if you have more people, we can be interviewing too. Oh, yes. That's great. Absolutely. I'm always looking for more content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's it really, honey. That's really what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Or a week-to-week basis, I guess. With the podcast, yes. Right. right. So I do more. Then what do you do on a day-to-day <laughs> basis? <laughs> what, what do you do on a day? What does your day-to-day look like? Um. Well, as a stay-at-home mom, I am just with my kids all day, mm-hmm. you know, from morning to night, which has been so um, great. Mm-hmm. But also very challenging. I think um, 2020 is definitely not how I imagined it to be. Like, I'm sure the entire world um, feels. Right. Um, And I just want to say, like, as I'm venting about 2020, nothing compared. I do not, like, want to dismiss the fact that um, there are been a lot of people Mm -hmm. even people personally that we know Mm -hmm. that have gone through some really serious and um, difficult things and throughout this year Mm -hmm. Um, losing family members to covid or even just losing jobs and um, praise the lord you know our family has not been affected in that way Mm -hmm. Um, but you know there have been other challenges which a lot of people i'm sure can relate to me that um, even though our life doesn't isn't comparable to others, but we have our own struggles uh, within this year. And mine as a mom has been um, just navigating being home. Right. Like all the time. Right. <laughs> and at the beginning, you know, when we first went on lockdown in March, I mm-hmm. think, I think I, and that's when Eli, Eli was in uh, like a, I guess preschool, Mm -hmm. Um, but he only went twice a week. And, you know, we had a regular schedule. Zoe, my, our daughter, Mm -hmm. our second is, um, you know, she even went to like this thing called little gym where they would do like gymnastics and Mm -hmm. stuff. And they're three and two now. Oh, yes. Yes. Eli is three Mm -hmm. and Zoe is two. Mm -hmm. And yes. But um, what was I saying? Um, you're just home and they were, they were going to things before um. they were going. Yeah. They were going, you know, Eli was going to preschool twice a week. And during that time, you know, I could, uh, Zoe was still really little and not so active, but I could still do things with her. Like I didn't have to take two kids to the grocery store. I could just take one kid, you know, while Eli was in preschool. Um, just little things like that, like silly things that I took for granted. But, you know, after school shut down and we went into lockdown, I feel like um, I was really having a hard time. Um, I think even though nothing in my life really changed, you know, like mm-hmm. routine was the same. But I think even just the mentality that like... Um, because, you know, at that time, we really had no idea mm-hmm. how terrible this virus was. Right. And um, in just precaution for our family and our kids, like, we just were really strict about not going anywhere. And um, just even the the mentality that I could not leave the house, like, I couldn't just, like, go to Target or 
anything with the kids was really draining for me. Mm. And um, the kids too, you know, they got a little bit stir crazy at times. Right. And, um, and you know, three, three years old and two years old, from what other moms tell me, like, I'm kind of in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Just meaning like behaviorally, you know, um, as they're growing older, this is kind of a difficult time where they're figuring out their own emotions, their own identities, like who they are, their willpower, right. you know, towards me and towards mm-hmm. each other. So there's a lot of fighting going on between siblings and just, you know, if you don't know this about me, I'm an only child. So even navigating that has been challenging for me. Mm. Um, but, you know, anyways, after the first couple of I feel like a, a month or two in. Um, oh, another thing. David was staying home from work. Right. So that was another addition to the change in my routine, my regular routine. Uh, Meaning like, you know, I had to make lunches for like, because Eli and Zoe don't eat the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you don't eat the same thing as Eli and Zoe. So I was making like three or four lunches every day. Mm -hmm. And even that was like, okay, like, and, you know, like trying to make lunch um, while my two-year-old is like, pulling on my arm you know like just so many things grabbing me and them not want them wanting my attention the entire like day Mm -hmm. you know not just not giving me a minute to make lunch was like you know just navigating all of that was really frustrating at times anyways so it definitely like took some time getting used to but I feel like the after the first two or three months, like I just my endurance like kind of grew a little bit, mm. you know. <laughs> I mean, we adapted right to the new. Uh, sure, situation. yes, we adapted, and things are like as far as COVID goes. Like I feel like for the family, like things I've definitely adapted, and um, we've gotten used to being home. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten easier. Right. Um, but as far as like parenting goes, there's definitely like still challenges. You know, I wake up. So we wake up in the morning and um, we start our day and then we usually play for a little bit. And then maybe I'll do an activity if they're feeling like they're do- like wanting to do an activity. Um, and then after that, we usually have snack time and then I'll try to make lunch during that time. And then, uh, I mean, it goes, now it goes by pretty fast the mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. before I feel like it was really like, oh my gosh, when is nap time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, now I feel like it's going by a little bit faster and I get kind of sad cause they're growing so yeah, fast. Yeah, they are growing really fast. Like every day is different. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that was um, some of what you do. And I, I guess some of the bad. Yes. Of, uh, the, not the bad, but the hard. Challenges. The challenges of being a mom, especially a mom during this quarantine. But what are some good things about your job as a mom? Yeah, there. <laughs> yes, definitely there are good things. I feel like I do vent to my friends, because like when you get with your friends, you just vent. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. But um, the, of course, there are so many amazing things. Like I find it such a privilege and a treasure that I can even stay home. Mm-hmm. Thank you, honey, for bringing home the money so that I could stay home <laughs> and take care of our kids and be a podcaster. Right. <laughs> I am super thankful. Yes, it's a luxury. I know that. I, I know, I absolutely know that it's a luxury that I have to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, but in doing that, you know, I've really gotten to know um, Eli as an individual and mm. Zoe as an individual. Mm. And the amount of time that we spend together, um, I mean, I really like know everything about them. Mm-hmm. You know, what they love, what they don't like. Um 
you know, Zoe, she turned two in November and um, she's quite the chatterbox. Right. But I feel like a lot of people don't understand what she's saying. Mm -hmm. But because we spend so much time together, I can have like just conversations with my Mm two-year-old who's just to other people sounds like just gibberish, but... But I know she's saying like audible <laughs> sentences, you know, and um, I, I feel that if I haven't had um, that much time with her, mm. it would be difficult to have these conversations with right. her. My two year old, right? Yeah. Our two year old. Um, and I think. I mean, I, I just think, you know. Time is in time spent together as a family with our kids is going to be look so much different when they're not toddlers, right. you know. And, um, yeah, I'm just really thankful for the fun we can have now because I look at them and I'm like, oh, like, really, your life is carefree, mm. like, you don't have a have to worry about anything right, right. now. And soon you will like have worries, mm-hmm. you know, my, our son's biggest worry is like, what am I going to eat for lunch? <laughs> like, you know, um, or is Zoe going to take this toy from me today? <laughs> that's pretty stressful actually, yeah, but, um, you know, they don't really have any big worries and I, and I feel like, um, this time is so valuable to be able to impress certain values in their lives too. Mm -hmm. Um, and have conversations that I feel like definitely we wouldn't have if I wasn't able to be at home with them. Mm. Yeah. Oh honey, thank you for this reflection. (laughs) Cause we don't really talk about it. Right. Like this deeply. Mm -hmm. We just say like, oh, like they did something cute today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another good thing too. It's like I can see all the cute things yeah, that really they do. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you? I I guess what I'm asking is. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we're still talking about me. It doesn't matter. I was gonna ask like, how has 2020 been for you? Like you being home and. Mm working from home and then having to go back to work. And then, you know, even with the kids, like, how has it been? Hmm. Um, I guess for me, it's been, like you said, you know, for us, uh, thankfully, our family hasn't been really affected in a negative way mm-hmm. by COVID other than, you know, having to stay home or having to not see our friends or, um, you know, things like that. But Um, I guess for me, the main thing was just the amount of time that I was able to spend with my family, uh, with our family, (laughs) just my, (laughs) our family this year. Um, Because, you know, before this year, um, I, yeah, I mean, my schedule was pretty packed, especially with church stuff. um, Because, you know, I had a nine to five job and then... You know, Friday nights, I would go to church at, what, 6 or 5.30 mm-hmm. and, you know, come back at 11, 12. Saturday, I would go to church at 11, 12 a.m. and then I'd be done by 7, you know, 6, 7. And Sundays, obviously, we go to church in the morning and we'd be done by like 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, there wasn't much um, time that I was spending with the kids, especially. Uh, I mean, we you. would go to church together on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's we not, were yes. not, you know, I was just doing, I had to do things and mm-hmm. you were just watching the kids pretty much. Um, and so, yeah, there was, I feel like there was no, not really that much time that I spent with the kids. Uh, but this year, um, not having any of those, you know, and plus the time that I was home from, you know, the quarantining time, um, I feel like it's dramatically increased my um, the amount of time that I spend with the kids. Uh, and even after going back, like going back to work, I still came back. I uh, come back for lunch, right? Mm-hmm. So that extra hour a day 
that I get to spend with the kids. I, I think it's been really impactful, uh, mm-hmm. just not just for me, but even for them in the relationship building. Um, and like I said, like getting to know them. I feel like that's not something that people think about if you don't have kids, but like we've only known them for two years, mm-hmm. three years, you know, like it's, it's a, we're getting to know them uh, as people, as human beings and, and building our relationship. And I think this time is, this year has been really good for me in, in terms of that. And even with you, you know, like spending that extra time with you, um, I feel like it's been really good. And yeah, for me, I think 2020 has been a year of um, just building and rebuilding uh, our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really good. It's been really great. Um, and what else? I mean, I just, you know, going back to what you mentioned about you and I, um, like I mentioned before, it was an adjustment for me to have him home all the time. Mm-hmm. And even on the weekends, as you mentioned, like just you being here Mm -hmm. and not having task oriented things or responsibilities to attend to um, as much as honestly, like it was frustrating, you know, um, being busy all the time. But we David and I, you know, when we got married, we knew that our life was not our own and it was for the glory of God. And so, you know, for me, it was, um, but, you know, at that time too, I didn't know what it would look like as a family, like with kids. Mm. And I think the first like year of Eli being born, it was really challenging for me, like in my heart and emotionally. And even like myself, like stepping down from my ministry roles as well Mm. and taking care of Eli while, you had other responsibilities, you know, and, um, but we had like worked through it all, but then COVID hit and then I like felt like I needed to make another adjustment Mm -hmm. for you, not for you having to be home now. Mm -hmm. And I think we fought. Yeah. There was conflict the first couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't really remember now what what we are fighting about. Do you know? I think it was just lack of communication and the expectations that you had. Mm, Um, Now that you were home. Yes. Now that (laughs) I am here, you know, obviously you had, you had certain expectations of me to uh, do certain things or help out with certain things. Um, Yeah. Because you were home. Right. Yeah. And then like, I think before it was like when you weren't home, I just did it myself. Right. So I would like rely on you in my head because you were home. Right. But not with your mouth. Yeah. I wasn't communicating with you. And so it would just, <laughs> it would just turn into like passive aggressive mm. things. Yeah. Right. And like side comments. Mm-hmm. And it just like where to the point where I like would get really upset mm-hmm. if you weren't doing what I expected you to do, right. but I didn't communicate it. Mm-hmm. But then I started to like kind of, Tell you things, I guess, right. is what I remember. Yeah, I mean, we talked through it, and we we <laughs> found, you know, the things that you were expecting out of me, and mm-hmm. so I started doing them because I knew that you were expecting those things out of me. Right, and I and in saying all those things too, I actually learned more about you this year too. Oh yeah, what'd you learn about me? That. That you mean what you say. <laughs> no, okay. No, it's not that you mean what you say. Obviously, you mean what you say. But it's like, um, it was hard for me to believe. So, for example, like, you would be like, oh, if you want me to do something, mm-hmm. you just have to tell me. <laughs> right? But, you know, me, myself, I'm like, okay, I get that I just have to tell you, but I don't want to have to tell you. Mm. But if I just tell you, then we both win because what I want to see happen gets done Mm -hmm. and you don't have to guess what I want. If you want to hear more about this topic, you can check (laughs) out, (laughs) 
<laughs> you can check out our friends podcast, uh, But Honey, with John and Lydia Yoon. We talk about our thought process and like how different we are in the way we, that we think about things. I'm an external processor, and uh, David is an internal processor. Is that or introvert? Simple. Anyways, that's for another podcast, which already exists. Which is interesting because since you're an ex- external processor, shouldn't you be saying these things and not thinking them? Oh, but that goes back to like me trying to adapt to who you are, mm. you know, and like be understanding, right? And like die to self, you know, all those things. Yeah. But I realized it's not helping. Right. I see. You know? Mm-hmm. It's easier if you say it. If I just say it. Yeah. Because by the time I'm like ready to say it, it I'm it's like more of an angry saying it. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I think you and I have um, gotten a lot closer to yeah. in our marriage and... Yeah, I mean, like, I remember when we were even like, oh, so we have to, so our church, you know, we, we're not meeting on Sundays anymore. And mm-hmm. so um, if you don't know, David serves in youth ministry and I, I serve in kids ministry. And um, we had to, like, pre-record videos right, for church. Mm-hmm. And um, in doing that, I feel like we even... It was a lot of fun, one. Yeah. And then two, like, I feel like we got even, I don't know the word, honey. Intimate? Closer? Yeah, closer, I guess, is the word. Because we were serving together again. Right. Which we serve together, but not really mm-hmm. anymore because we're in different ministries. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we had to come together and and serve in this capacity, I felt like was a lot of fun for us. And yeah, we got closer because of it. Mm-hmm. Felt like we were dating again. Oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Just, like it's the, different. Like butterflies or something? or uh, Maybe, I guess. I don't know. Oh. It just reminded me of, of that time. Oh, like that feeling? I nostalgic guess. Nostalgic yeah. feeling? Yeah. It's not like better or worse, I guess. It's just different. Oh. Like lighthearted? Sure. <laughs> More words. <laughs> like n- like we don't have two children together mm, ready? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it's been a good, uh, interesting year. Um, good and bad and hard, but also very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to podcasting. Yes. Um, what has been the best thing about podcasting and what has been the most challenging thing about podcasting? Oh, the best thing Mm -hmm. by far is just like talking to all of my guests. Mm. I just love it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I love to learn about what they're doing. I mean, all of it is extremely interesting to me. I get so enthusiastic every time because I just find it all really fascinating. Like I I literally am going into people's worlds that I never even knew existed right. or never thought about mm-hmm. and I'm ex- I I love it. Mm-hmm. Um so that's been really good. I feel like that's been the best part. Yeah, definitely. The most challenging part? Mhm. Um well one of the one of the challenges for me personally is I do my my interviews in the evening after mm-hmm. our kids go to sleep and as much as I'm looking forward to chatting with people mm-hmm. um getting myself to the microphone sometimes is hard because I am really tired right. from the day and I have to be I feel that I have to be at 100% in order to produce a product that people will like, right? you know, and people will listen to. Of course. And so it does take a lot of energy. And once I get to the microphone and start the interview, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm usually fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think some, there are some times I'm like, Oh my goodness, 
it has nothing to do with like the guests themselves. It's right. just me. Like I'm so tired. The right. last thing I want to do is talk to somebody right now. Right. But um, obviously it always ends great. Mm-hmm. Um, and another challenging thing has been, I think. Mm, I was going to say finding people, mm-hmm. but it's not really that challenging. Yeah. I always get surprised though. Like every time I ask, I'm getting nervous asking people. Mm-hmm. I'm just being so vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> like I get nervous asking people because I just fear rejection. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean like we, me and you talk about it all the time, right? Like what's the worst that could happen? Right. They say no. Yeah. No big deal. And just move on. I mean, and then I realized, oh, that's the point of this podcast, right? Like eliminating the fear of the unknown for people that maybe want to go into a specific line of work or Mm -hmm. career and exposing that for them Mm -hmm. so that there's nothing to really be that afraid of and to just try it. Yeah. You know? Uh Yeah. But so, yeah, I I don't, that's my main challenge. It's just like, Sometimes I'm just really tired. Right. I guess. It is pretty late in the, you know, usually. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, thankful for the guests who agreed to do it at that yes. time too. But that's good. Um, okay, then one other thing that I wanted to ask you about was um, what are some things that... I guess left an impression or that have um, yeah stuck with you through these interviews. So you've had 30 so far. Uh, I mean, all of them have great stuff, but I feel like there are some that maybe, I don't know, are more memorable in some way or things that you didn't know or things that affected you somehow or changed you somehow. Or just that, I don't know, that you liked in general? Um, Is there something like that? Yeah, I mean, I would want to ask you the same question since you've heard every single interview. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll go first. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, all of them have been uh, really unique in their own way. I, you know, even my very first episode with Dr. Mm. Sue, Mm -hmm. the pediatric dentist, like I just felt like um, she really started off the, the, what do you, what do you call that? Podcast? No, but like the, not the vibe, but just the tone. She set the Uh, tone for the podcast itself. And what I loved about her story was that like, there were so many she thought she was going one way, mm-hmm. right? But then that wasn't the way that that God had planned for her, mm-hmm. right? And um, it was okay for her to search a little bit mm-hmm. and try something else mm-hmm. and um, not stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been kind of the theme right. for almost all of the episodes. Like right. all of the people I've talked to is like, Hey, like you can plan all you want, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times it's not going to go according to plan. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the advice that people have been giving is like be open. Mm-hmm. And as they're giving advice to listeners, I'm also taking it in. I'm like, yes, I need to be open to new things. Right. Um, understand that things aren't always going to go the way that I planned them. And Mm -hmm. I'm such a planner. I'm like a big planner and I, and I plan because I expect, you know, when I execute, Mm -hmm. it's going to go well. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to your life and the decisions that you make, um, as far as career goes in this situation, Mm -hmm. things aren't always going to look the way that it is. Let's take, let's take um, Jesse Leanne for a second. For example, mm-hmm. the UX designer, mm-hmm. right? Um, first of all, I didn't even know what UX was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> User experience. So learning about that craft was awesome. But, you know, she graduated with a degree mm-hmm. in, I, I believe it was like the business mm-hmm. area. Is that right? Do you remember? 
I should have taken notes, but anyways. It's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like, she graduated with a degree, and then she said, you know what? This isn't working for me. Right. And I know that that's such a scary place to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you invested all this money into your education, yeah. and it turns out that's not what you want to do. 20 years of education. Yeah. And you're like, what am I doing today? <laughs> And, you know, I feel like a lot of people listening probably feel similar. Yeah. You know? I mean, I did. Yeah. I questioned my own my own decision. I'm not doing what I studied in college, right. obviously. And um, anyways, and then she made the decision, you know, to do a boot camp mm-hmm. and... Um, equip herself with the skills to be a UX designer. And um, I was just challenged by that in itself because Mm. it's like, oh, you know, college is not the end-all be-all. And I think I kind of had that in my head only on, I'm going to be completely honest here, only because like that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. You know, I was raised to be like, this is the way to do it. And it's worked, you know, in my family, that's worked, you know, making right. plans and and just executing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly, after doing 30 interviews, mm-hmm. it's, it's more than okay mm-hmm. to go off course. Yeah. And be open to what, it, what else is out there. Mm-hmm. And college is not the end-all be-all to a career decision or your job. Mm-hmm. but um is honestly maybe even just the beginning to something new yeah what did you think just in, in general or just about this about this um yeah i mean that seems to be the trend uh Obviously, not everyone out of 30 did the same thing, right? But Sure, yeah. Um, there are people that stuck to, they knew exactly what they wanted to do since they're in fifth grade, and mm-hmm. they just went for it, and they stuck to the plan, and it worked out great, you know? But I feel like, yeah, the majority of us is not like that, you know? We're not like that, and um, a lot of times getting stuck because of the fear of the unknown has been... Uh, more paralyzing than the actual, like, the reality of what's happening. You know, like, mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like nothing's going the way you, you it's supposed to, but really it's your fear that's paralyzing you more than the actual circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so just listening to all these people change course and find different solutions and, uh, yeah, find different paths has been really um, encouraging and eye-opening and super cool um, just to see... Um, yeah, how life has just taken people in a lot of different directions. And it's been really cool to see so many random jobs that you would have never thought about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel about. thankful to even like know these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, another episode that I really enjoyed and I feel like I gained a lot of Um, knowledge from and also just personally have honestly changed the way that i live Mm. um is the episode i believe it's episode 16 with dr stan sonu Mm -hmm. not only do we talk about what it's like to be a doctor but we also address his study of what is called aces it stands for adverse childhood experiences Mm -hmm. and um he can explain it a lot better than I can, but ultimately um, what it is, is um, how childhood, childhood trauma Mm -hmm. affects your adult life um, and can even like childhood trauma being like not just physical trauma, but like mental trauma Mm -hmm. Um, affects your development and how you react to things as adults, mm-hmm. um, how you react in during conflict or how you react in certain situations of everyday life, or even how ACEs affects 
um, your physical being right. too mm-hmm. um, as you get older and how it can manifest through like, you know, disease like diabetes mm-hmm. and um, cancer even. And I just found it all extremely fascinating, mm-hmm. you know, and what I mean that it's impacted my life. And I feel like even your life mm. um, is, um, you know, we'll meet a person and uh, believe it or not, everybody, I definitely do not get along with everybody I meet. You don't? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, and I think I have passing thoughts, you know, like, why is this person acting like this towards me, you know? And mm. I think, um, yeah, it, something in my head just kind of triggers and it's like Blair aces, you know, and I think even you and I, when we're together and something that happens where we interact with somebody, it it kind of is a trigger word because it's like um, it immediately um, cha- shifts our heart attitude and our mentality to uh, feel empathy. Or I don't know how you feel. I guess I can't speak for for you. But for me, it's like more of an empathetic towards the situation. And it's like you know what, Um, this person might be having a bad day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they went through today. And maybe it's affecting how they're addressing me right now. And so I'm just going to be more understanding, more empathetic. And Dr. Stan even addresses that these are some things that we can do, um, especially as people that are Christians, Mm -hmm. um, you know, living a life of... um, not just in in God's grace, but also being able to give God's grace mm-hmm. too, right? Being able to give grace to others and understand that um, the way that they act or behave is not completely completely their fault. You know, it could be the trauma that they've been been through um, as a child that has affected. Uh, the way they live today Mm -hmm. and so yeah definitely it's changed my mentality um, when I'm in a situation where I feel like honestly judgmental Mm -hmm. towards that person right Um, so responding with empathy before judgment Yes, or but instead of I'm working on it, I'm working on it. It's kind of like the opposite. And it's like, I feel judgment coming. And then I <laughs> remind myself of my conversation with Dr. Stan. And then uh, I'm like, okay, yes, you know, be empathetic because I don't know where this person's coming from. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's mine too. That's one of my favorite ones. Just in terms of. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot. And I feel like um, overall, it was just a great episode. And um, I really liked the ACES part. And mm-hmm. I think, like you said, you know, it affected my life. It wasn't just, you know, like an episode that was like, oh, that was good. You know, that was a good episode, like interesting story and everything great. But more than that, it affected, you know, other parts of my life. And yeah, I think that was... Uh, an impactful one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, there are so many, I can't yeah, go through lot. all 30 of them, which I say very excitedly because <laughs> I still can't believe we did 30 episodes. Right. Um, uh, but another thing I feel like on, um, a personal level that I'd like to mention is, uh, if you've been keeping up with the podcast, you know that I've interviewed all of my cousins, like on my dad's side, mm. and I'm the youngest of the five of us. And it's been really cool, like just getting to know them on this personal level of what they do for a living, right. because they're they're all really like into what they do. Yes, right. And again, all of my guests, I feel like are really into what they yes. do. You know, uh-huh. like, um, which is such a gift. Yeah. And I really hope everybody um, gets to feel that way. You know, about their job, like, yeah. not feeling like they have to go to work. Right. Which is hard to but do. But feeling like they get to go to work. Yes. Yeah. But all that to say, like, 
yes, getting to know my cousins on this kind of level um, has been so great for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I never got to ask them like at family reunions, like mm-hmm. in depth about what they do. Right. We talk about other things, but um I loved seeing them come alive, you know, mm-hmm. talking about what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a treat. And I feel like um, because of it, we've all gotten closer too. Cause yeah. like, you know, they all did the podcast, you yeah. know? So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I don't know if you've, if anyone's realized it yet, I'm, I am not hardwired. Like a lot of them are. Like all of them are. Like all of them are. Yes. If you need a reminder, my cousin Alicia is a lawyer, not just any lawyer. She's an assistant U.S. attorney um, for the federal. She's a federal lawyer. And um, my cousin Alex, he's a civil engineer, geotechnical Geotechnical engineer. Engineer, yeah. yeah, Which is, again, I had no clue that he did that. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. Um, And... His brother is a biomedical engineer, you know, just saving the world one vaccine at a time. And, and then Alicia, uh, the lawyer's brother, he is a man. What is he, honey? I can't. Supercomputer yes. advisor or something. Manager. I should should have taken works notes. with supercomputers. Yes. Again, like a term, <laughs> a term I would never use. Right. Like. Somebody that works with supercomputers. But there are, I'm sure people like listening that like are probably interested in that. And I am now interested in it because I had no idea, you know, that these jobs even existed. Mm -hmm. So I could say a lot more, I feel like, about Mm -hmm. these episodes. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of time, what, what did you think? Like, how has it been for you? I mean, you've kind of touched on some things, I guess. Mm-hmm. But anything you wanted to add? Anything I wanted to add? No, I mean, other than going, you know, going into talking about each episode, I feel like there's not much, you know, for mm-hmm. me to add other than, like, what I brought up earlier about their lives not being, you know, just a straight path. That's been really cool to watch mm-hmm. for me. Uh, and or listen, I guess, and it's been fun to listen to life stories, mm-hmm. um, and it's been cool to learn new things like, um, like aces, and even you know the episode with uh, Bernard that works with. Oh, the aerospace yes, engineer. Yes, the aerospace engineer. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's a thermal engineer. A thermal engineer for Lockheed spacecraft. Martin. Yes, yeah, and he makes spacecraft. spacecraft. Yes, so that's been really cool. I don't know. It's just like little things like, oh, like the thing had to travel this much time, you know, just to have a, you know, a time frame of a couple minutes to land perfectly. Like things like that are super interesting. Uh, super nerdy, but very interesting. Yeah, super nerdy. <laughs> um, but I love nerdy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also like, um, I guess to my advantage or to our advantage, mm-hmm. I feel like even just with Eli and Zoe, I'm like, did you? Know- I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna be like, did you know there's somebody that does this? Right. You know. Yeah. Because I feel like even, like, thermal engineering, right? I don't know. Maybe my scope is just really small. I don't... I just I mean, never... It just never comes like to mind. and doctors and... Yeah. And lawyers. But it's like, I never thought that, you know, I could work on a spacecraft. Right. But you can. Yeah. And I know someone that does, which makes it even closer to home, you yeah. know? And it it makes it, like more possible because mm-hmm. i know this person right um again which has been so cool mm-hmm. but yeah so you've been learning a lot of things yeah i've been learning a lot of things i mm-hmm. think for me that's been fun it's very nerdy but but you're nerdy yeah i guess <laughs> i'm cool like that <laughs> yes of course uh well we're coming up in our hour mark here mm-hmm 
So is there anything, um, you usually do like advice, but I guess, is there anything else you would want to say to the people listening before we end this special edition episode? Yes. Oh, what is it? I'm very excited. Yeah, because I just thought of something. Okay. Um, Don't take things for granted. Yeah. And I know it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. My voice tends <laughs> my voice tends to sound like that. I've realized that these days. But I'm these actually days. being what? What do you mean these days? Why? I think just because of the podcast. Oh, I see. Like you know like, my you think you're being sarcastic? my inf- like inflictions and the tone of my voice. Like you're so excited that they think you're being sarcastic. Yes. Yeah. Or one could think I'm being sarcastic. Yes, people. She's actually that excited, which is so weird and such a gift at the same time <laughs> you know like for someone who's doing what she's doing it's perfect but at the same time could be misleading yeah like you don't know if she's for real but she is <laughs> no actually. i'm really genuine and even with this piece of advice which i think everybody knows but maybe you just need a reminder today like don't take it for granted mm-hmm. don't take things for granted um i mean Honestly, what comes to mind, too, is Mm -hmm. um, my episode with my best friend, Christina Mm -hmm. Martinez, Mm -hmm. who, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, long story short, you know, she is a founder of a nonprofit called The Collective Effect. Mm -hmm. Just a small plug here for her. Um, You know, and right now she's currently working on a campaign to um, build a well. Mm -hmm in a community in Uganda, Iriri, Uganda, where they don't have clean water. Mm-hmm. And I take water for granted. Mm-hmm. At the risk of sounding completely, like, privileged and... Well, you are. I know, I am. I am. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, David and I were just talking <laughs> to Eli about, like, you're just dumping clean water <laughs> down the sink. <laughs> You know, a whole cup of clean water when and just getting some more from our what do you call that? Filtered water right. machine. Mm-hmm. Because you want it to be cold. Because he lukewarm. oh yeah, because he doesn't want lukewarm water. He wants cold like cold so water. Spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> spoiled, but thing I'm thankful, right. you know, for the life that we've been given. And yeah, I mean I, I give this story to say, like, yes, I take water for granted. Mm. Where there are literally people, moms, that are getting water from a dirty lake that frogs live in. Mm. And I'm, like, upset that Eli wants cold water that I can... You know what I mean? Like, because he's, like, complaining. Right. Right? And so, um, yeah, not taking things for granted. Mm. Like water or I mean, just even, you know, I know for some, like I mentioned before, for some of us, 2020 has not looked the way that we thought it would. Um, But, you know, look in front of you and are you taking it for granted? Mm -hmm. You know, the things that I believe and I am confident that God has provided for our family. Mm. And I know that he's provided for your family too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's advice, but that's just what I want to say. No, yeah, it wasn't advice. It was just, it's a good, I was just asking for something, you know, for you to share, which yeah. was good. That was good. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I guess it's kind of advice, but. Yeah, I mean, like, like, even, like, time. Like, okay, so, you guys, we're, like, recording this in our living room right now. And if you, again, have watched some of the podcast episodes, you know that I record in David's, like, little den in the basement. But um, it's because David's family is in town um, from overseas. And um, I'm so thankful like honestly it's okay. it can be stressful sometimes mm-hmm. right because right. it's not my family my immediate family like they're they're my in-laws mm-hmm. and there are um suggestions that come with that term in-laws right but you know like 
I could either be stressed about it or just be thankful. And I've been super thankful because because they play with our kids. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like, I am so thankful that everyone is healthy mm. and that we can all be together. Um, yeah, just not taking my life for granted mm-hmm. and i hope that today if you need to hear this like i don't take you for granted mm-hmm. like the person listening right now i don't take them for granted mm-hmm. and i mean it like i'm not just saying that mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah i mean they're spending an hour yes a week to listen to you talk <laughs> 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 that's crazy I'm thankful. I'm super thankful. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Well, guys, thank you again for listening. And if you have any questions, um, you can email us at podcastwigu at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any questions about being a mom or a podcaster, I'm sure I can find someone who can give you some answers. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Are you, you teasing me right now? <laughs> what else do you say at the end? <laughs> Um, Alright, thanks for listening. Until next time, guys. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.